countless deaths on my hands. It would be a slaughter, and you know it. Alice knew she was right, but he didn't want to put her at risk. She knew that, but she was in charge when her father was away from Crowland. Her father trusted her above anyone to protect his castle, her young brother John, Lord Richard's only heir, and her mother, Lady Dorothy, that purse-mouthed lady who disliked her own daughter for as long as Chandra could remember. Chandra said now, "'It will be all right, Alice. I will see what he wants.' She gave him a small salute and dug her heels into Wicket's lean sides, sending him galloping forward over the barren, rock-strewn ground. She drew Wicket to a halt some twenty feet from the man with the three silver wolves on his banner. His voice again, deep, dark as the velvet surcoat he wore, a voice that made her want to dive for cover behind the boulders just beside her. He called out, "'Lady Chandra, daughter of Richard de Arvnel.' Not a question, not a bit of uncertainty, she thought. He knew exactly who she was. She called out, "'And you are Graylam de Morton, I am told by my man. I ask you what you wish here at Crowland.' He paused for just the slightest moment before saying calmly, "'I have come for what is mine, Chandra.' Slowly he removed his helmet and handed it to the man behind him. She saw that he was dark, his hair thick, black, slicked to his head with sweat. He looked like the devil, particularly garbed in all that black. "'I am here for you, Chandra.' "'For her? By all the saint's sins, what the devil did he mean? You wish to carry me away for ransom? Are you mad? My father would hunt you down and carve your guts out of your belly.' He laughed, a full, deep, rich laugh. "'No, that is not it at all. Have a bit of conceit, madam.' I have come to take you back to Wolfton with me. You will be my wife, the mistress of my holdings, the mother of my sons. There will be no killing, no looting, if you will but agree. She turned as cold and still as a rock, sitting tall astride wicket, her back straight and the fear licking at her very heart, making it pound hard and harder still as the seconds passed. Your wife? This is madness. It is impossible. I have perhaps heard my father mention your name once or twice, my lord. You are a stranger. I do not know you, nor do you know me. You are wrong. I have told you. I know everything I need to know about you. Before the day is done, you will be my wife. No, she said, calm, her voice low, but carrying far enough for him to hear her. She raised her chin, and her voice was filled to overflowing with contempt and disgust. What is this, my lord? Are there no ladies in Cornwall for you to attempt to steal? Tell me, are you so ugly, so brutal, so dishonourable, that you must needs come to the north to find yourself a mate? You sharpen your wits on my head, do you? You want taming Chandra. What I want is my knife to cut your bastard's throat. She heard Alice's angry voice behind her, and the other men talking in furious voices now. She knew all of them had their swords drawn, their knives held in their other hands. She was a fool to have baited him. She waited, her tongue dead in her mouth, to see what he would do. What he did was throw back his head and laugh. When he had laughed his fill, he said, "'I look forward not only to the taming of you, my lady, but to showing you that you have no chance at all against me. I have no wish to draw blood, nor do I wish you to be hurt.' But it was Alice who would be hurt, not she. 
Oh, God, she heard his furious shout, watched him stab the heels of his boots in his horse's side, raise his sword high. He yelled at Graylam, even as he rode with dead reckoning straight at him. You bastard son of a witch! I'll carve your miserable heart from your chest! She didn't think, just acted. She kicked Wicket's sides and sent him straight at Ellis. She came up beside him in but an instant, for Wicket was fast, and she was determined. She slapped her fist as hard as she could against his arm. Listen to me! My father would flay me alive if you were hurt. You damned hero, stop it! Ellis yelled foul curses. He was out of control. She realized then that there was simply no choice. She threw herself at him and knocked him clean off his horse, sending them both crashing to the rocky ground. She heard Ellis groaning beneath her, heard a roar of laughter. She saw de Morton riding slowly toward them. She rolled away from Ellis, grasped his sword and knife, and threw them away from him. Don't you move, damn you, she yelled at him, and rose slowly to her feet.